I'm just going to watch your face as I say a bit of the opening, just just so I, just so I can see that. So just know that it's there just for your face. With Gamera versus Jiga, we're all going to the World's Fair. That's the 1970 World's Fair, to be precise, also called Expo 70, which I'll refer to it as from now on. Um, this may shock you. Gamera versus Jiga is a work of fiction. The Expo in which it is set is not. And in fact, the majority of the non-kaiju scenes in this film are actually filmed at this World's Fair itself. This is most evident in an opening montage that showcases these space-age structures, futuristic buildings that feel very at home in Gamera. In fact, the recently deceased Douglas Trumbull, a real loss to cinema, said that the space freighter from 1971's Silent Running was inspired by a structure at Expo 70, namely the landmark tower. So there you go. The theme of Expo 70 was progress and harmony for mankind, which fits. As we know, Gamera, everybody's favorite Godzilla at home, is all about harmony and progress. He supports the younger generation in his films, preach an end to war and road traffic accidents. Yes, Gamera dishes out violence, but does so in the pursuit of peace. The goal is harmony. Let's not explore that logical trend. The futurist aspirations are perhaps even more fitting to Gamera. These films have persistently now taken place in an uncannily futuristic timeline. They are light speculative fiction, feasts of design based around space age aesthetics, where this philosophy is only applied to certain things. These are not huge movies. They're very clearly filmed in contemporary Japan. And the effects work is not, it's, it's not the best. We then have this meld of the specifically modern and the bizarrely futuristic. It is a wonderful incongruity, one usually placated by the science fiction designs being applied to alien visitors, but not always. Expo 70 has this same look. It is this awesome mesh of differing styles, all united by an attempt to evoke the future. It sits oddly in the present, and it's all the more appealing for it. It was an important expo, though, with one fascinating cinematic first. The premiere of the first ever IMAX film took place at the Fuji Group Pavilion, a Canadian production called Tiger Child. At this very same expo, you could also see a moon rock, an actual moon rock brought back by Apollo 12. Um, if Well, the astronauts, not the spaceship. If this wasn't enough for you, you could watch demonstrations of conveyor belt sushi, early mobile phones, local area networking, and maglev train technology. Beyond this, the design of the expo gained attention for its own corporation, for its incorporation of avant-garde art throughout. What better place? To have Gamera. This film, Gamera vs. Jiga, being an attempt at populist entertainment set against the backdrop of this open statement of unity, it works, really does. Especially how strange Gamera is, much like how the expo is notable for its unconventional elements, the atypical affectations, Gamera will forever be endearingly weird. And you don't get much more weird than versus Jiga. This film starts with a pretty tone-deaf attempted critique of colonialism, then breaks away from that into a variety of actually rather violent monster fights. Later it dabbles in odd future tech. It works with it from the background. There's a monster that somehow gives Gamera cancer. That's an actual plot point. And there's a fantastic voyage-style journey into Gamera himself in a submarine. 
It doesn't even involve shrinking. It just involves the continually malleable scale of these movies where Gamera is just always the size he needs to be. Continuity be damned. The result is something like the Lord Jabu Jabu Dungeon in The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, a point made even more fun by a moment right at the end of the movie, being very similar to a moment right at the end of The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. I guess Eiji Aonuma was a Gamera fan. You love to hear it. Another fun fact, Jiger is our first Gamera monster to be canonically female. So there you go. Of course, there's another film to be explored. Alas, it's kind of the film that killed the franchise, leading to a nine-year gap that culminated in a glorified clip show. That's the next movie. We were supposed to get multiple more versus films, including Gamera versus Gara Sharp, but after Zigra, Dei, the production company, went bankrupt, maybe because the film is not very good. It is a reminder of how the exact same word can have two different meanings, where versus Jiger is nonsense, versus Zigra is nonsense. It's in the intonation. We'll get to this on the show. So before we get to the main cast, here's some information about the unmade Gamera versus Garasharp, because that's more interesting. Also known as Gamera versus Giant Evil Beast Garasharp. Now, look up the concept art for Garasharp. It's awesome. Um, Garasharp is a giant snake. That's awesome. And here is the planned plot overview quoted from Gojipedia, a kaiju fan site. A giant serpent-like monster called Garasharp appeared and started destroying Tokyo. Love the past tense. Gamera soon appears, present tense, and kills Garasharp. There you go, that's the movie. No. Then, two baby Garasharps crawl out of their mother's carcass. The military tries to kill them, but Gamera lets them crawl onto his back and he flies them to a remote tropical island. This sounds great and much more cogent than uh, Ziggura. Um, more cogent than Jiger, even. Um, it was also supposed to include a creature called, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Maru Kobu Karappa. Look this thing up. It is supposedly based on a spider decorator crab, and though they were scrapped, as was Garasharp, you can still get merchandise of them. So go look at these creatures and this interesting sounding unmade film. There's a longer plot synopsis on there, which sounds very, very strange. But first, we've got a podcast to do. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of uh, giving you cancer, we're all going to the World's Fair. Uh, no, um, I was going to start the podcast that way if you hadn't, so I'm glad you got <laughs> hey. it in there. There you go. Uh, we're all going to the World's Fair, a, a film you can read our differing opinions on, uh, but an interesting film. Anyway, kaiju, kaijus, kaijus, yes. kaijus. Uh, um, do we have to talk about these kaijus? Are they, uh, oh, one of these is really good. One of these fun. is really, really good. One's Jiger fun is great. And, yeah, the other one. Uh, should we get to the other one first? Uh, should we get out of the way, or is it better? Yeah, should we get Ziggur out of the way? Let's get Ziggur out of the way. Because we don't have much. <laughs> doesn't that Garishart movie sound so much more interesting? <laughs> anything. So anything literally sounds oh. more interesting than this, which uh, it felt like they had like a some like a uh, footage of a, a water park of like a yeah. whales doing tricks, and then they decided, uh, what if the humans would become whales? What if we took their brains and put them in the humans? And uh, it's like they went to Sea World Japan or whatever it would be yeah, yeah, the alternative. Yeah, yeah. And they had it's, like this B footage and they made a movie around that. I, a very I, I, shaky I, logic. I know, I know, I know. It's it's a film which like 
read my review on Letterboxd because you read what happens in this movie and you go, this sounds awesome. But it's proof yeah. that in description, a movie can be awesome, but execution execution matters and in execution this film is so crushingly dull um friend of the site and pod um cody has a very pithy review that just pretty much says like how can a film with this synopsis be so boring you're like yeah yeah no yes it is though you wouldn't think it would be as dull as it is um it's really hard to describe this film fundamentally because it makes no sense um it is utter nonsense the other film is also nonsense because i'm saying this is nonsense like it's just randomly assorted stuff um it's interesting that um, Jiger clearly is like piggybacking on the World's Fair and is like mm-hmm. showing that off, and that feels kind of like earned. Um, it's not like key to the film, but it kind of like weirdly thematically makes sense for Gamera. Yeah, it kind of is also, but um, I mean, it's not, and it is. Um... Yeah, like it, it's got this like coming togetherness, and it's made to be key. Like the actual like plot structure, it's just there. But you're right, there are some bits that it, it makes it make sense. And to link to Jiger a bit, um, Jiger is so like. It's got stupidity in it, like a yeah. lot of stupidity. I mean, it make no sense, but it's also got some stuff that seems a bit like uh, at the time, and then you you yearn for that. Like they keep talking about this submarine for like twenty minutes in the movie, and you're like, shut up about the submarine, and then they use it late, and you're like, yeah, okay, I I, I understand it's Chekhov's submarine, but you yearn for that kind of like blunt foreshadowing in this movie, where it's just like free association, random fish movie. And not for me, you know that my favorite thing about Gamera movies is uh, children piloting submarines. Uh, uh, For me, it's a great movie for that one. This has got a bathosphere. Well, they go go down in that as children and they put the lights on because, oh, God, I I feel the need to just consistently explain things in this movie and also to check that the movie I saw exists. Um, (laughs) I don't know if the one I saw exists. So I watched the. Uh, before we recorded, I watched the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 version of it, and I uh, still don't know if it exists. It didn't help. Um, it, I, I can't imagine it helping. This movie is just it's just stuff. Um, so this is like a, a, a fish advert, like it's a, an advert for um, <laughs> yes. how we, we know specifically. Um, it's nice, actually. Occasionally, because, you know, um, there are films like Raw, which obviously is a contemporary of this film, yes. <laughs> which which exists to challenge our relationship with, with meat. And there are films like Andrea Arnold's um, Cow. So there you go. I'm just mentioning films that I've just written about the website now yeah. that want to confront you of certain things. What I like about this movie is that it feels entirely targeted at me and my ilk, um, myself as a pescatarian who has forsaken the eating of the meats but will kill and eat any fish. I don't care. This movie is just like, how dare you? Um so I, I like that it's specifically targeted against my kind. Um, that's fun. It also has the most bizarre statement in it where the villain ostensibly defines humanity thusly. Humans are defined by being land animals that eat that's sea it. creatures. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't seem like the defining trait of what a human is. But Yes, but also no, and also many others do that and yes <laughs> and therefore they claim they are the opposite because they are oh my god um so Zigra claims to be a sea animal that eats land animals and i'm gonna say this calvin and maybe you disagree I don't, are, are you a fisherman do you fish yeah yeah i love fishing it doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me um like fishing from land into water that makes sense mm-hmm. but the other way round. <laughs> A lot less logical. I don't know, like what I, he claims to be a sea animal. At two mm. points, this movie he has legs. Um, the rest of the movie does not have legs. That's right. 
Two points. He just has legs and walks around. But they also say he's sensitive to light because he's a deep sea creature. But then he can just walk around and like fight in like weird street fighter battles. Yeah, don't but, get it. Yeah, he says that we can't kill the humans because we're the opposite of them. We eat them. We fish them from the land. I guess we human them if fish is... We mammal them. If we say we fish them, we mammal them from the land. Yes. Um, and therefore, we shouldn't kill them in our takeover of Earth because we need to eat them? I mean, what what are they for? I, I don't know. That's What, the what do they says. do otherwise, I guess, is that's, my that's, question. That's the movie. And it, the... So many things should happen just because they happen. So mm. Ziggurat just has the power to send out a beam that, because he's a fish, fish monster, it turns your brain into it's a dolphin beams. brain? Yeah. Yeah, a dolphin brain. That's true. And they have a video that proves this. <laughs> they <watch a> video. <laughs> no, see, again, when I describe this movie, it sounds awesome. They watch a video of yeah, all this a sounds blind good, dolphin. by the way. So. They watch a video of a blind dolphin not hitting things, and then they watch how these like mind-washed people are not hitting things and go, look, they've got dolphin brains. I'm like, that is a wild jump, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it turns out they get smooth-brained um, by the dolphin ray. But then one woman is also mind... Like, she's been brainwashed, but she gets to be like properly brainwashed. It is not a dolphin person. And yeah. she runs around a park and will not brainwash children she prefers to just chase after them it's like you know those chase scenes where someone just won't shoot someone because they want to run for a long time like it's like it's, it's la noir basically um mm. it's an la noir sequence for today's weird reference and then <laughs> the children lock her in a lift and run away it's funny i mean the children at least are kind of funny in this yeah. uh, I, I mean we get what what i'm in for anyway which is you know uh children saying gamera's a friend of the children and then like locking a woman away and then running off and and doing underwater yeah, shit. barely in this movie he is he isn't just, no just they love to just make him just leave for a while at least like jiger makes a plot point of like the needs to save gamera like it's the first pokemon movie like gonna bring him gonna bring him back it is um, like the first pokemon really yeah, yeah i know whereas this movie is just like he's just like not there and then he comes there for a bit um <laughs> there's one one bit in my notes of where i alluded to you because there's a bit where um brainwashed woman just starts walking out in her bikini and flags someone down and they're kind of like, oh, it's under the skin. Look, yes. this movie's under the skin. <laughs> it's <laughs> so true. It's got that going for it. See, everything um, you're saying sounds really great. Um, I know. In description, this movie is awesome. In execution, it's just this befuddling mess of nonsense. And it's just, it's so boring to watch it throughout nonsense because it just feels like it's just making, it feels like no one cares. And they're just like, ah, here's the thing. I it read your, like you're an idiot. I read your really negative review and I'm like, I can't fucking wait to see that. That, that sounds like a really good thing to see. I mean, everything we're saying sounds like probably pretty good. Like even, even down to Zegra and like the design of like this shark-looking mm. kaiju. Who, uh, yeah, it, it should be good on paper. Um, these are good ideas for a camera yeah, movie. They shake actually. a child out of being a dolphin. Like they literally shake him to <laughs> a dolphin by him. I don't know how the science works in the movie. I think the most scientific it gets is a uh, them explaining exactly what uh, magnitude of earthquakes are uh, to the child, and uh, you know. The adult giving like a, almost like a Wikipedia like summary of an encyclopedia yeah. summary of that time of what it would be like a an earthquake. You know, the kid's six years old. He doesn't yeah. need that. It's just such a surprisingly bland movie for absolute nonsense. There's a bit where someone says, with all sincerity, we all become Ziggurat's food sooner or later. To which I noted out, Ziggurat has eaten nobody in this entire movie and eats nobody. <laughs> he shows no interest in actually, he, he talks a lot about eating. I like that he talks. It's fun that he talks. This is good, um, yeah. Shows no interest in actually eating people. Claims to do so, does not. Um, he has a nap for a while. 
and Gamera rescues people while he naps. Mm-hmm. Um, and that bit's just so bland because there's, like, <laughs> there's, like, there's like nothing music as they just rescue some. It's like the movie can't be bothered to exist at certain points. It's just like, oh, I don't know. Um, and then there's a kind of fun bit where Gamera and Ziggler fight and Ziggler's yeah. going past and like slicing open his belly because Gamera decides to do his belly. And I thought he's going to do like a Zorro Z. And maybe what he does do is actually like the, the symbol for like a Z. Right. That's, that's pretty cool. That bit's kind of cool. I like that bit. All of it could be really cool. I think it's the filmmaking and the lack of togetherness it has that uh i mean i i feel like they're just making things up as they they went with mm. the footage they had yeah uh, it doesn't it doesn't quite fit together in any way but he gets played like an instrument he does yeah gamma picks him up and like bashes out <laughs> notes on him like kind of the tune of the movie but that's kind of ruined by the shot being so bizarre it's like this weird just yeah. like bit of like architecture just like shoved in the central focus you're like why can't you like this is such a cool idea just fr- just frame it just show me the thing there's uh, also moments where just the characters are out of focus the shots yeah. don't make sense and i mean the staging's bad the framing's awful uh, i mean nothing looks right uh a character could be right in front of the screen with characters in the background yeah it doesn't it, the focus isn't on them somehow very strange it feels like I mean, we here obviously are fans of the ultra low budget, like micro budget, go out and make a film, go out and make a film movement. This doesn't feel like that. This feels like nobody cares. And they're just like, oh, we made a movie, go watch it. It doesn't make money and what? It just, it feels contemptuous of, of the audience. And it feels like you want this. It's like, I don't know, we put random stuff in it. People love random stuff. Um, it's a shame. I haven't felt um, for all my feelings about like horror or like a genre sequels that kind of jump on their original. I haven't felt that the Gamera films before have been too contemptuous of, yeah. of us for watching them. I feel like they're celebrating and knowing, and I feel like this yeah. is the first one where I'm like, yeah, this is what Gamera probably should have been if it weren't special. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, I do love that it has the repeated like Gamera trend of the only way that Gamera fights is, I mean, you're a Street Fighter fan. Um, oh, yeah. When I play Street Fighter, I play certain characters. I, I like Sagat, I like Ryu, and I hate Ken. Um, but occasionally i will play zangief and all that i do <laughs> is i run up to people and i try and do a spinning pile driver and that's all that i will do it's the best um, move in the game because I it's mean, just fun it to do fun. and when yeah. you just keep doing that on someone it's really annoying and i love that that's all that gamera does all the gamera does is run up to people hold them and just go to the sky and drop them <laughs> it's just zangief it's amazing um so he does that a lot in this and i enjoy that and at the end he gets to like a pokemon they say do flame breath he just does it yeah, for sure. Um, big, big Pokemon energy in this. Um, best Street Fighter game? Is, is it Alpha 3 or Third Strike? I guess has to be the best one. I mean, Third Strike is cool. I mean, I um, I, I like I like Street Fighter 2, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Classic Street Fighter 2. And I also, I, I like Super Street Fighter 4 a lot. Big fan of Super Street Fighter 4. Um, this, welcome to the, welcome to ranking the fighters? God, yes. what is this? That's not a thing. What is um, that? Yeah. That sounds made up. Anyway, um, this movie is a giant bomb. I don't want to. Yay! I don't want yeah, to I'm going to become a blinking white guy over here. There you go. <laughs> I'm just going to layer in just like random. <laughs> three people got those jokes. Um, so, so, yeah, this movie sucks. Is that their what audience now? They have three people watching. Giant it's more than normal. Um, okay. What do you think about Ziggra as a kaiju? I like Ziggra. That's the thing. Mm. Is I, I like ideas. I like the design. I like sharks. I like nautical things. I'm a dad. I like shark movies generally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, easy yeah. in for me. Like Cruel Shark, the Jaws film that everyone wants. Cruel Jaws, that's it. Yeah, Cruel Jaws. Here's better than Jaws. Yeah, as our, as our friend <laughs> Maggie says, better than better than Jaws. Better than Jaws. I, of course. Why would they lie? 
they're like river beast what they lie so yeah it's a it's a good kaiju i mean as vaughn put it once like it's a great kaiju it's a bad movie i agree that works yeah i'm with that it's almost uh i mean it could be a good movie um it's it's a movie i would want i like a nautical kaiju movie i don't know if we've really gotten one but uh we've gotten some submarine yeah beer is good i mean but yeah. beer isn't quite as nautical as you want because it's just like island fun but beer is really, really good um yeah it's just I really enjoy that I can describe the movie to people that I say I've seen a film where a person gets like a monster, there's a spaceship, breaks out of a spaceship, hypnotizes people into being dolphins, and then they get shaken out of not being dolphins. That's a fun thing to tell people. Wait, so you eat fish, but are you pro-fishing or are you are you an anti-fisher? You oh, I just think fish, fishing but... seems like the most boring thing in the world. Oh, okay. It's just a boring activity for you. Yeah. For me, I guess it's like meditative. Uh... Uh, I, like I mean, I, I I get that, and yeah. I wish I wish I could just it just seems yeah I I understand. There are other like things the, in my life that I do for those, but yeah. I like the like catch and release style, just like you know you don't have to eat the fish even. Um, but then if a kaiju were catching and releasing us, it would be pretty fucked up. Yeah, much like how Ziggler doesn't actually want to eat, just wants to know that he can eat. Yeah, so maybe it's just yeah. uh, commenting on the way that I go fishing. Um, actually, you know what? Great movie. So, um, <laughs> so to, to to pick up on a segue that we've dropped, so. I quoted what Vaughn said. Actually, we're now going yes. to Vaughn's favorite Gamera movie. Favorite oh, of the show of Gamera's. Um, I think he, I mean, he he loves the High Side trilogy. Okay. Um, but yeah, this 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 is Gamera versus Jiger. And they say Jiger all the time. It's fun to say Jiger. Yeah, they, they say it with that uh, sauce on it. Yeah, the, yeah, the Jiger. Ah, it's fun. It's, it's real a fun, fun. movie. Uh, there's movie's good. nothing wrong I really with like this. It. I should uh, rate it up probably. Uh, I don't know why my rating falls like uh, to like oh six out of ten. I had a blast, you know. It's like yeah, but you know, it, I mean, mine, mine's the same. But I don't like half increments. Um, mm-hmm. This this film's really fun. Um, it is a reminder that kaiju films are just silly fun and can be silly fun and just like have creative things in it. I think Jiger is a really interesting kaiju. Um, she looks ridiculous. Um, <laughs> just like this like weird like fish dinosaur stegosaurusy thing. Um, yes. Looks stupid as hell. Reminds me of why I like the again the Godzilla at home feeling of these like Gamera movies being like that looks that looks like a knockoff of something. It's a transmorpher of some kind. I love it. Here's a case where I think yeah, good movie. No, I'm not that interested in the kaiju actually. Uh, yeah, I actually I, I'm not a huge fan of Jiger the the, the kaiju um, because Jiger can just do whatever, and I always <laughs> hate that. It reminds me of the new Doctor Strange movie where it's just like so Jiger's powers. Let's see what we can list. So. That's those things that Jiger can do. There's a bit late in the movie where I learned that Jiger, by being near buildings, just makes them explode. Yeah, they just explode. It also has its spikes. It could it could throw spikes into into people. Yeah, it's got right? spikes that fire spikes. It's also got like a like a stinger, so yeah. it can sting her as well. What else can what, what else can she do? It could freeze, right? Is that no. yeah, yeah. Um, also can do like a targeted like strike of focus radiation in a pure circle but it yes. like projects it out like 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 like, like, a, like an angry bird style like velocity kind of thing but it's, it's like i'm like planning out an exact attack and like a mm-hmm. strategy yeah, it's really weird it can it, she can do that um she also can plant her lava in you and they can hatch she can also give you cancer um yes yeah that's a thing that she does which gets over quite easily I feel like that would be enough to have like a kaiju like that just gives you cancer. Yeah, um, she also is like empowered by a item, this like mythological just like artifact. That's the right. Whole movie, you go. That kind of looks like a knife. I hope they use that as a knife. What, was it the devil's whistle? Is that? 
Yeah, the devil's whistle. To. Okay, so and that's then, the connection then, to the World's Fair for me, and that's kind of where I thematically they're like, okay, here's this artifact that connects to this, uh, you know, retro futurism that we're going to, yeah. and and here's this ancient thing that invades like this uh, modernized space where we're looking toward the future, and here's the past, uh, kind of daggering into the future uh, in yeah. a weird way. That's smart. I like that. I don't think yeah. that's good. Yeah, I really and enjoyed I really- that. I really love that it does the the Wind Waker thing at the end, yes. where um, Gamera just like stabs Chiga right in the head with this yeah. giant ceremonial thing as a dagger. It's ridiculously violent. Um, I love the brutalism of the uh, Gameras. I, I might not so get enough violent. of that in Godzilla till you know some of my favorite like Shin, but yeah, they're so ridiculously violent. There's a bit at the beginning. Um, where we learn that Jiga can fire out spikes from her spikes yes. and just pins Gamera's little limbs so Gamera can't pull his limbs in and then he just rolls. It's like the end of audition because like he's being sedated <laughs> by it. it These is, references. It's no, it's it's really horrible. It is. Yes. It's also, I don't know, have you seen um The Wind May Carry Us? I think it's called the no. Kirastami movie that has this like really like maybe horrible sequence of a turtle on its back that can't get back up i'm like oh damn okay um it's it's got that but then gamma uses his tail and he's he's he's, he's a flexible boy and just like hammers out a spike from his arm like it's bar- yeah he's violent he's <laughs> ridiculously violent yeah i think you're right that um it's possible that jagger is a uh, way overpowered and yeah i have too many abilities to i mean i think you need three abilities at most to, so you can track mm. them and you can make them repetitious so that they kind of work it's like the uh mario bros design philosophy right yeah In mario games you have patterns of three anything more than three is more than a kid could follow and it's like the uh, framing of art too right like you want three things that you could visualize and and see yeah. three things and, and that works in your mind but give us six, seven abilities and, and you do become Street Fighter. Then you're, you're yeah, playing yeah, a fighting it's, game it's, with too many abilities. I'm constantly just like, you need to nerf, nerf, nerf yes. Jiger, go in and patch. Well, Jiger is OP. But, but then, the reason why it doesn't work for me is because like Jiger is just there, can destroy, can just like, just melt people. But then every time Gamera fights her, she doesn't do that stuff. She just like punches and does like, it, like, yeah. She has a power that could just win and then just doesn't. It, again, it's, it's that Doctor Strange thing. It's like, oh, you could do that. I don't know. Why didn't you do that earlier? Well, like, what, what's going on here? What can anyone do? So it makes the right. one-on-one fights not that entertaining as they could be. And because all Gamera is doing is just is just spinning power drivering because that's all the Gamera does. Because um, like that Doctor Strange has like moments where the movie's really special. And it's like, why isn't that the whole movie? Why, why would you hold that back? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And this does that too. Um because if it has all these abilities, why isn't that the main fight? Or why isn't that the climax? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. If they found something fun to do with this stuff, apart from just like the sizzle reel of Jiga just does some things for a yeah. while and it doesn't really like link into the, to the wider consequence, thing. right? And yeah. Yeah. The uh, openings were rough, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty racist. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't like how it uses the black character. I don't like how it uses yeah. other characters either. Yeah. It, it so thinks it's making this point about how we shouldn't meddle, we shouldn't be colonial, but it is through yeah. the most like imperialist lens of being like primitivizing of culture and it's like the worst way to say it. Exactly, yeah. it's 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 it is rough. Um, skip the first minutes; they're pointless. Um, and just watch the rest of the movie. It's very very good. I guess that is probably why I've held it back from a, a higher ranking. Now you're reminding me what what kind of you know there's yeah, like, there's bugbears the, here. 
the opening is 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 really rough but then later you get the jabu jabu sequence so camera <laughs> camera gets to the water and then freezes and then they just like this is when this one was great of when it just says oh by the way we have a camera that can just like x-ray camera from the sky and you're like it's the world's fair i guess you do You've got the first imax movie over there you can either go watch the first imax movie or you can just like x-ray camera and they just um see the inside of camera and just like just like black that camera's got cancer which is great like it's great that we have that tech we should be using that for more good i feel that we can just like just like drones like again to to, to keep the references going to video games of an era it's like that modern warfare level like but you're just like looking for cancer instead so it's like uavs but we're actually doing it for good um we should do that for good so what does this lead to calvin what was what's the um when they realize that camera's got cancer what does that lead to so logically um just gamma death obviously i mean no uh i don't remember <laughs> it's really really tragic it's i've really become smooth brained after i've got my uh dolphin brain implanted yeah yeah, yeah. So i guess get dolphin brain the, yeah you'll have to remind me yeah Are we, it's submarine fun submarine yes fun. yes submarine fun with the kids the kids like that elon musk um <laughs> decides to take out i mean you remember when elon musk tried to send that um, submarine oh, yeah. into that cave and then called the person people trying to save children a pedophile because elon musk mm. is horrendous um so they get in their little submarine which we both love kids in submarines always a fan um in gamma movies um and they're sub the, does the sizing in this film make any sense to you? No, uh, no perspective. I don't know what anything is size-wise. It's so bizarre. This they don't, In my memory, it was probably Fantastic Voyage and they'd shrunk down from like tech stuff. Yeah. Um, in the movie, no. They, that they doesn't just, really happen. Yeah. No, they just go in and like Gamera's got like a whole dock and like a ramp inside of him. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's the good part of... Um... Zegra, if I had to choose any, was the Mystery Science Theater uh, 3000 as they uh, open up uh, Gamera's stomach and they, they show you the different components and mm. a main floor where uh, people live inside it as if it's uh, Evangelion uh, being controlled <laughs> by someone. They also have a Gamera sense. pinata that they uh, break open at the beginning. Um, so all makes sense. extracurricular stuff. But uh, not Having seen this movie, it makes sense to me because, again, he has a dock and a ramp. You can walk yes. Up. Like, they, they go in to find the lava, and the lava is just a small version of Jiga. <laughs> Many Jigas walking around, they just find it. That bit absolutely rules. That's strange. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think these are productive nonsense things. Like you mm. say, there's good nonsense and, and uh, very troubled nonsense. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, they work out that, again, sound is the enemy in all these films. They use some sound, yes. but it, it does bad things. And then that leads to a productive finale, finale where they fight and... Um, the best scene, the best single shot in any Gamera movie ever is Gamera flying over the World's Fair above the hammer and sickle just heroically as he arrives, just like that. I want that as a print, as a poster, as like my header image and everything. It's just absolutely beautiful. Just this like hammer and sickle below Comrade Gamera as he goes to win. Oh, Can I talk about World's Fair for a moment? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just my fascination with World's Fairs. Of course, like being mm. in Seattle, our major symbol or only city symbol that's probably recognized as the city from over there is space neil right which is i was gonna say starbucks uh, i thought you were gonna say starbucks god damn it yeah i guess starbucks <laughs> too uh, and microsoft no but uh 60 years now we had our world's fair 60 years ago the one just preceding this one in japan so uh, oh, yeah. we've, we've just uh painted it um the kind of orange again that it was back then and it looks nostalgic and i like like dipping back into this era of the world's fairs there's like a, that, that book about like the murders in the Chicago's World Fair. Uh, 
just like that that weird nostalgia for like that retro futurism and that idealism is really interesting of course now they have expos but they're not called world's fair any longer yeah um, it's, a, it's a great title it was like just calling it the world's fair is great and it's going back to Osaka next in the next world's or expo so uh 2025 cool. So cool. Uh, yeah, I did some reading about Expo 70 and it was just really, really interesting. Just like yeah. these stuff are great. Do you just, like yeah, the buildings? The, the buildings look amazing. The buildings are so so cool. I want more of them because there's so many cool buildings there and they show that they have like such unique architecture. Of course, yeah. it's like other countries contributing their designs of what a Japanese retro future would be, which is just like architecturally fascinating to me. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's the part that really gets me off. It's like that, that history intertwined with uh, this retro sci-fi. Thing. Yeah, I really wanted more of that because I feel yeah. like we get that scissor at the beginning. I, I, I generally feel it must be a logistical thing of being like they yeah. probably couldn't actually film that much of it, but that doesn't mean that that makes it good. It's a shame that we don't get to see so much of, seems we see so much of goddamn SeaWorld in the next movie. And it's not quite a set, right? Like a, a Gamera Godzilla set will be like a model scale of something yeah. and they're probably not allowed to use a model scale of these new buildings that are being donated. So. They also they also can't shoot on location with the monsters. So yeah, uh, no, no, these are hard to replicate into models because there's like that one that's just like a a structure of like um, what would you say like it's going like every direction and uh, everything everywhere all at once. Um, Yeah, yeah, like I mean, they're so bespoke, they're so brilliant, they're so unique. But like like they are all artistic marvels. So obviously to to reproduce them on camera budgets, tiny. (laughs) They're not (laughs) destroyable. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. uh, someone needs to make like make Shin Gamera where it is back at the World's Fair and it's like properly yeah do that. So, and uh, uh, Seattle one also fascinated me because I saw the Elvis movie there, which was entirely just what you want, which is just like being in the World's Fair and none of the none of the good things except a a young Kurt Russell comes by and kicks his shins. So uh, that's that's a fun moment in that. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. Uh, it's an exclusive. Um, should we try and should we try and list these? Try and rank them. Um, yeah. Do you have the ranking? <laughs> um, if I scroll, if I scroll, <laughs> I can find it. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, I've got it. I'll send it in the chat. So as always, if you go to my Letterbox user, um, Stephen Edge with a PH and Stephen in the middle, not at the beginning, um, then you can find this list. If you listen close enough, it will be the most recently updated list. But I update lists randomly and with abandon. So don't be convinced. So far, we have 31 movies. 32 if you count Clifford, which I personally do. Um, (laughs) Only you count it, though. Um, Our audience doesn't need to. Uh, Oh, my God. Frankenstein Conquers the World's got a new poster. Oh, yeah. It's good. Yeah, look at that. Something. It's It's not like good, but it's good. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to go. Do we read the top ten? Do you want me to read the ten? Yeah, you read the you read the top okay. ten. Um, because we're not going to hear these ten movies again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number one, Godzilla, uh, yes. the 1954 original, just classic. Uh, not going to be toppled today. Uh, nope. Two, Gamera vs. Giron, uh, yeah. 1969, uh, another good movie. Absolute madness. Three, Madara vs. Godzilla. Brilliant. Four, destroy all monsters. Destroy them all. Oh, they didn't, though. They didn't. They kept going. Yeah. They just keep making them. Uh, five, Son of Godzilla. Yeah. What a charming movie. Yeah. Uh, six, The X from Outer Space. Uh, a movie non- everyone agrees is awesome. Uh, more bad nonsense. Uh, seven, more bad nonsense with Big Man Japan, but our friend Ben loves it. So, yeah. And uh, he's convincing. 
erudite and great. Yes. Uh, Ever a horror of the deep. Uh, a, a oh, great. great movie. Ever is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nine, the host, Bong Joon Ho, uh, staying on the list here. Yeah, you know, it's no X Mount Space, but it's good. And 10, Gamera the Giant Monster, which is a big reason I'm probably still doing this podcast because I was I was so impressed by Gamera and yeah, I really loved yeah, the yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of Gamera, where are we putting him on this list then? Um I, I feel like we read all those, but these weren't aren't going to be placed around any of them. I don't Yeah, exactly. Think. I mean, all right. Uh, so well let, let's 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 do the one that matters first. So okay. Jiger, which we like and is fun. Um so Jiger is not as good as Guiron, I think we agree. Yeah. And it's not as like wild monster introducing as the first camera. So it's not making the top 10. No, I don't think so. And I mean, we have Gamera versus Fire right after. I don't think it's as good as that either. Yeah, no, I think Virus is, is, is absolute madness cinema. Um, which or Pogasari too, next. Yeah. But yeah, it's not Pogasari. It's not Mothra. It's not Ghidorah. It's not Pacific Rim. Mm, yeah, I guess so. Uh, it, I mean, it's more fun as like a kaiju thing sometimes than Pacific yeah. Rim is a kaiju thing. I like a lot of these movies is the thing. Um, I think Daimajin is only like the, the ending of a kaiju film. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it has to be above that. Yeah. 19, and so. Frankenstein versus the world, probably the same. Frankenstein conquers the world. Yeah. Like, that movie's cool. Um, I think this movie's quite similar um, to Astro Monster in I just agree. being full of bewildering stuff. I prefer the bewildering stuff in Astro Monster. I think it's funny. Yeah, you have Godzilla uh, jumping in space, your favorite shot of all yeah. time in cinema. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would put it personally just below Astro Monster. Oh, that sounds right to me. Uh, I think and just above Congress of the World. Yeah, Frankenstein, pretty fun thing, but uh, this is authentically just a, a good movie, I think. And uh, yeah. besides the racism, I, I don't have many complaints. Yeah, but that's it's it's so depressing how much we can say that for so many of these movies. Yeah, um, true. So there you go. Um, that's Gamera versus Jiger, just to annoy Ben comfortably <laughs> under Rodan. Um, so, Zigra, which just absolutely sucks. I'll admit, we're going to put this below Ga- Gaos. Okay. Because um, you quite like Gaos, don't you? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fond of Gaos. I have that also at 6 out of 10. So, um, I, I mean, I'd go lower than that. Yeah, you like you like Baragon as well because again of the the familial connection. You're yeah, related Ezra, to, to Baragon. Ezra loves the rainbow creature. Um, yeah. I'm not Astrogon, related to the creature itself, but um, not not that familial. But um, I, I'd put it above Astrogon raids again. Similarly stupid, similarly stupid, but more fun. Stupid. Than what? Than um, Zigra. Uh, I guess below Atragon, above Great Yoko War? Uh, I don't know. That sounds wrong, too. Yeah, Great Yoko War's that really cool ending. Um, why is Dalian that at 25? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember why we put Yoko War at 25. Is because it it's, just... barely, cause it's, it's barely it's okay. it's barely a um, a kaiju movie, and then it kind of is at the end. Because it's kind of fun. I mean, that's a better movie than anything down here at the bottom. So, oh, like... no, yeah, you know, it's a better movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mysterians, I, I don't know. Is it around there? It's pretty bad. I don't want to watch Zika ever again. Um, Godzilla Raids Again has that fun bit where he speeds up, and that bit's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I would take Mysterians over this. I, I, I think so, too. And, like, I think, like, if we're writing as a kaiju movie, this does bad by its kaiju. It, like, yeah. has an interesting creature and makes a bad movie around it, and we should punish that. 
I agree. I, I definitely want it above uh, King of the Monsters 2019. Yes, because I think it's more awful. interesting than that. Um, at least it is like, like you say, when you describe this movie, it sounds fun. Like, yeah, uh, if you give me like the full lowdown of what this movie is, I'm, I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna watch it. If you give me like the accurate play by play of what uh, King of the Monsters is, yeah. I, I don't want to no. watch that. No, no, no. So, so yeah. okay, comfortably at 29 above Godzilla above king of the monsters both king of the monsters is above baron above clifford um but below mysterians below it is it above Red clifford again. it is above it's above clifford yeah, okay yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah clifford another nonsense idea that's not very good yeah, yeah yeah so that's our ranking ranked again yeah and uh nothing in the top 10 changed so i don't feel any need to run down all 30 here but you could go a stefan age on Letterbox and go see him. You can you can go there and find me and find the list um, where it will be forever, um, forever, forever, forever. So um, next time, the reason we did these cameras is because our so our next um, Godzilla movie is a pseudo clip show film, oh, and the next Gamera film is a pseudo clip show film. Are we doing this? And they're together? both dreadful. So I'm going to make you watch both of them together. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess we should do that show sooner than we did this time, uh, just yeah. to get it out of the way. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've got some great stuff. Then we've got some really good stuff. Yeah, let's get out of the way soon because that sounds yeah. easy at least to cover. There's probably not a lot of. Yeah, those those films don't make sense outside of the context of together. Otherwise, you're like, well, this one was good and this one wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. It's the clip show bonanza. It's kind of fun. The, the concept of clip shows is interesting. We've had some clip shows before. These are like full-on clip shows. Okay, the nothing new. clip show is weirdly pro-bullying. Uh, yeah. That's kind of funny. Um, the Gamera one is absolutely... I, I like the Gamera one more than I should. It's okay. bad, but I, I do kind of like it. Is that one some of us, some of our friends kind of like? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I, okay. I'm the biggest defender of the movie. <laughs> All right. Everyone else thinks it's, it's, it's dreadful. I, 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 I kind of like it. Well, yeah, that sounds uh, promising. So stay yeah. tuned for the next episode. See if those get to the top 10, I guess. <laughs> uh, do we have anything to plug? Uh, we have so much to plug. So much, so much, so much to plug. Do you want to plug our new arrival? Um, our new arrival. Yes, we have uh, um, Adventures Through Asian Cinema. Our friends Ben and Jack have a really beautiful show mm. where they go uh, two films at a time and uh, rank the and Asian... Rank no, they don't rank. Kaiju films, no, yeah. wait, no, that's not... Um... What do they do? They they talk about them. They discuss. Yeah, they the talk about them beautifully, the and it's 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 less irreverent and stupid than this show. Much more insightful. <laughs> um, they're both like beautiful men um, with wonderful um, takes. They're both so like they're both so passionate about this area of cinema and widening appreciation. And they've both like gone for this arc of like I feel like West at the beginning of this arc of like we know the popular stuff, and they started yeah. there, and now they're branching out into like the, the lesser scene, the wonderfuls, and it's just uh, w- what what a show, what people just to the best of to take through that and very cognizant of their perspective of the limitations thereof. It's just a very good, very enthusiastic podcast about really interesting films um, from an, an interesting filmic part of the world. And there's already four of them up. Um, so, mm. I mean, you, you already have a bunch of films. Up. Yeah. So uh, a and bunch of films. And to watch at. the films they talk about as well and make you watch great movies and hear great people talk about them. What more could you want? And it's a very good format, and uh, we'll be putting those up as they come out. Uh, you know, they yeah. record sparingly, but uh, it's always worth it once they get there. Yeah. Um, and we have uh, some other shows. Uh, 
you're spoiling things. Um, yeah, um, Vaughn and I continue to spoil things. We've got a bit of a slate coming up of that. Um, so when you listen to this, I think Multiverse of Madness will be our most recent episode out, which has like a big blowout of like questions at the end and emails. We talk a lot about um, Sam Raimi and, and that movie and how we both hate it. Um, we've recorded a podcast on everything, ever all at once, which is a shorter one because oh, we recorded fine. it super late at night. Well, early in the morning. Okay. That's how I didn't know what it was for, for Jack and I. And yes, Jack was on there as a guest. Um, cool. And we just talk about how that movie is exceptional. Yeah, it's so exceptional. And uh, mm. we have uh, Ralph Bakshi, a feature on The Twin Geeks. We're finishing up uh, yeah. a couple you days after this. You'll learn a lot this. about David. You will learn a lot about David. Yeah, if you, you want to learn about David's uh, titillations. Proclivities. Yeah, proclivities. Mm. Yeah. Uh, good, Brogan's on it. Yeah, yeah. And Brogan's really great um, and colorful oh, character. So, uh, yeah, Speaking I mean, of Brogan. Yeah, Brogan's on uh, another podcast uh, about video games and if you want to hear good plugs of shows unlike our like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which we are both bad at um you want to hear good plugs that show has good plugs on if you if you're into podcasts yeah. for plugs if you like plugging if you like plugs ahoy then that's that's the one for you the dd cast um with obviously the no with uh murph and brogan who are just both phenomenal good fun know their games talk about interesting things um murph brings like 12 indie games never heard of every episode which is always a joy <laughs> i um, never know what they are even even after i'm like i don't, I don't know if i used to think about but, them and occasionally talk yeah. about trains and yakuza so what else what more do you want it's great because it gets me to think about games that i'm not going to play uh, before yeah. or after the podcast i'm like i'm not going to look at these games but uh, i'm glad murph does so. <laughs> exactly yeah and yeah um apart from that the twin the twin geeks in brackets yeah. podcast um which you talked about earlier which does the back stuff um, and the Motoncast, um, the most recent episode, oh, yeah. is absolutely unmissable. Absolutely unmissable. If you are at all familiar with the Motown movies, there's a new one out, Magic Spot. It's not about that. No, it's about, um, I don't know the order of them. <laughs> Monsters, Manch. marriages, and murders in Manch Vegas? Yes, I think so. Yeah, which is a really good movie. Um, just with a, un, like, an amazing title, but one you just can never say about reading. Um, but we have a, an amazing special guest. We have Charles slash Charlie Rothberg, um, who is the director of that film and of most of the Motown films, writes them, produces them, stars in some of them, edits them, cinematography, some effects work where it's needed. Um, I just think it's an amazing conversation. Um, he was just he was just brilliant. He was just absolutely brilliant. And he is not often as public-facing. I mean, Matt Farley is so public-facing. Right, yeah. Um, and you, you presume that, you know, that Matt's all out there. You don't know what you're going to get with Charlie. And he was just, just phenomenal. It's, it's full of insights, anecdotes, wonderful stories. I think it's just, just even listening to him when I was, when it being recorded, was just fantastic. So I think it's a really, really good episode. You're going to love it. Check it out. It's such a joy. And he brings so many things that I don't think you've heard about, even if you're pretty mm. into the motor movies and you follow Matt on Twitter, I think yeah. Charlie has such a different perspective, um, a complimentary one, but um, you're yeah. going to find out much more. Yeah, definitely. It's very good. Yeah. Um, and we have a, a lot of content, too. We're always reviewing things. We have we have a bunch mm-hmm. of new movies coming out, and uh, we have a ton of reviews the last two weeks. So uh, yeah, just look at the yeah. site, too. There's you want to read about a Chippendale movie? You can read about a Chippendale movie. <laughs> I'm glad there's no kaijus in it, so it's doesn't yeah, have to join Jesus Clifford. Christ. But until then, Calvin, we shouldn't long for other planets, but make Earth a place free of wars, and traffic accidents.